Welcome to the first episode of Overthinking. My name is Adi, and I'm your host for this show. The topic we're going to be talking about today goes by many names, or rather, descriptions of how it looks like. The Italians call it la chiotola, or a snail. The Dutch and Afrikaans speakers call it opstout, which is a monkey's tail. The Hungarians call it kutats, which is a worm or a maggot. And most impressively, the Gaelic speakers describe it to be a brial, which basically is the head of a penis. I would like to apologize to those listening if I am torturing your language, I am doing my best. But what could be called by some many different names, yet be the same thing? It surely has to be something we all know, right? As a matter of fact, it is. It's probably one of the first things we have ever used to communicate with people for anything, from business to just saying hi to your grandpa. Hi, Gramps. I love ya. No email can be sent without it. No Twitter user can be tagged without it. And no Instagram user can be found without it. That's right. It's the at sign. That lowercase a with an unsatisfying, incomplete circle around it is what I'm going to be talking about today. Until now, probably many of us haven't even paid any attention to it. What this symbol actually even means. All we just know this is for is for our emails. And without it, we can't send our project to our bosses or teachers. Believe it or not, the earliest sighting of the at sign dates all the way back to 1345, where a Byzantine scribe used it in place of a capital A in the word Amen. But nobody knows why. I guess it's safe to say handwriting wasn't much of an importance in the olden days. Another place it has been seen is in the manuscripts of medieval monks as everything from writing to copying was manually done. It is obvious that some of them began to cut corners, and this led them to abbreviating the word ad, which meant two words in Latin. What do you know? Laziness actually does change how we do things. Though the most commonly agreed on creation of this is from the French, Spaniards, and Portuguese. He used it as a measure of quantity known as aroba, which weighs somewhere around 15 kgs or 11.5 kgs, which is 25 pounds, depending on the region which it originally came from. The word was originally from an Arabic word for quarter, or the approximate weight a donkey could carry. Isn't it weird? how one simple letter or symbol that was created from sheer laziness turned out to become a unit of measure that came all the way from one corner of the Mediterranean Sea to another and is still being used till this date in countries like Brazil, Peru, and Bolivia in their agriculture industry. Fascinating.
after all this history, this still doesn't explain how we got to using this symbol in a computer. To understand that, we need to jump back to how commerce used this symbol to signify at the rate. For example, if you bought 10 grams of Kush for $10, first, you gotta give me your plug. Then, since each gram was worth a dollar, it would be used as 10 grams at symbol $1. This was so revolutionary that typewriters had to add the symbol to their layout, which was carried out to the computer keyboards of 1971 during the conceptualization of the greatest thing ever created to connect humans. But this doesn't really explain why we use this abomination of a letter that looks like an ear according to the Turks. I guess they aren't wrong. Life is all about perspectives, and in a way it does look like a ear. We can credit this to the one and only Ray Tomlinson. Now listen here folks, Ray Tomlinson was a computer scientist who worked at BBN Technologies. These guys were in charge of developing the ARPANET. Basically, this was the predecessor to the one thing we check first thing in the morning and last thing at night. That's right, I'm talking about the internet. Now Tomlinson was tasked with the problem of connecting two computers with one another. You see, during this time, programmers used to be connected by a teletype machine. To those who don't know what a teletype machine is, it's a keyboard attached to a printer connected by a phone line. This allowed engineers and programmers to talk with each other by typing their message out and it'll be printed out on the opposite end's printer. But this method, even though as effective as it was, could only connect up to two people. And with the ARPANET being created, that opened up the possibility of connecting multiple people at once. The issue was, there was no exact way to address another individual with the system at hand. If I had five people on the internet, there was no exact way to say which computer should the message go to. And with the limitations of the Model 33 teletype keyboard that Tomlinson used, he couldn't use a lot at hand. However, with all these going against him, this led to Eureka moment. Because right above the letter P was a rarely used symbol, and that is no other than the at symbol. This symbol had no specific purpose, and he decided to give that key a purpose. A purpose to identify people. Ray Tomlinson was the first man to ever send an email in 1971, and by doing that, he gave purpose to the at sign, which essentially changed the course of history. Now, even though he sent that email to himself in another teletype in his apartment, 
Which sounds sad, even though he probably didn't have many friends to send it. This is probably because there were not many people on the internet. Nevertheless, it is still a monumental achievement. In an interview, he once said, The medium is the message. And that perfectly describes the story of the at sign. A symbol with so much history behind it yet no purpose, against all odds became a cornerstone of how humanity is connected to each other. We jump from how scholars and monks who were lazy created the symbol to how it gained a purpose as a measure of quantity and weight in romantic countries. This meaning has survived till date in countries that they have colonized and influenced with their culture. Finally, it was resurrected as a commerce unit to describe the amount and its price, allowing it to gain a place in the keyboard we all love and cherish. This led to a computer scientist using it to give birth to the first email, hence giving it a purpose that will last until the death of the internet. It's weird how things right in front of our eyes have so much history and meaning behind them, yet we don't know anything about them. Like an attic full of things we have forgotten. This podcast aims to blow off the dust on top of these topics and show people the little things in their life that were integral in changing humanity and in a way changing who we are. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I would once again like to welcome you to this podcast. A place where topics may or may not be of importance to you, or may change the way you see things around you, but that is for you to decide. Stay tuned for more of this because there's nothing wrong in overthinking about the things you don't even think of. Thank you, and I hope you have a wonderful day or night ahead. Goodbye.